0: Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Walton here. So good to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of TSL is working with our students. Like day in, day out, we've literally helped thousands of students to build and grow their speaking business and to share their message with the world. And I am thrilled that you have the opportunity to hear from some of them during our monthly student highlight series. Because one of the things you're gonna find is their stories are gonna offer really insight and, and hope no matter where you are in your speaking career. We're going to talk about exactly what they've done, how they've built their business, and some of the results that they're seeing. And so for this series, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to hand the mic to one of our coaches who are in the trenches every single day, helping our students to gain the confidence, the clarity, and that clear path that they need to their very own speaking success. I know you're going to love hearing from and learning from these students, so uh, let's get right into it. Enjoy.
1: Hey everyone, my name is Mary Alice Goldsmith. I am the Director of Student Success, and today I am taking over the Speaker Lab podcast. It's a true honor to have the opportunity to introduce you to some of our amazing students. I promise you are going to learn so much from their experiences and be inspired by their perseverance and success. Today I have Noor Khatib with me, and she is such an inspiration. I'm super excited for her to share her story. So, Noor, let's dive in. How are you? I'm doing well. Mary Alice. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited to be here with you today. I really feel like your story um, touches on the ebbs and flows of being a business owner. And I love the way you wiped your knees off, got back in the game, and here you are a professional speaker. So why don't you tell us what you speak about?
2: Sure. I help overworked and jaded professionals overcome burnout so that they can fall in love with their profession again. We've seen that time and time again. Uh, You go into a profession, you're all like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to go. You've got passion in your job. But as years progress, people start losing that passion. People start losing that hope or those goals. And I want to bring that back. I felt it myself in my own story. And I felt burnout myself. And I lost touch with why I'm in my profession. Um, And slowly, I was able to come out of that. And I want to help inspire people to do the same.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's quite the mission that you have there because number one, burnout's legit, but let's just tell everybody you're in the medical field as a doctor. And so since 2020, it was already, you know, a stressful industry, um, Add COVID into the mix. And by the way, she's an emergency room doctor. Oh, so, gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really, you really were on the front lines of so many things, but also of what this burnout could actually feel and look like. So, share a little bit about that experience and how this kind of has fed into where you are today as a speaker
2: hundred percent. So the last two years has took, taken a toll on everyone, whether it's employees, patients, uh, doctors, nurses, people leaving the profession. I see it every day in my colleagues coming to work, kind of dragging themselves to work, and really we've kind of lost touch as to why we do this because of our systemic burnout, our system, our healthcare system that is crumbling. Really worldwide, this isn't a one country issue, and um, and I, I see this day in and day out. And the fact that I am a professional speaker on this has helped me get through this, but has helped me help my colleagues get through it too, because my burnout was well before COVID. Uh, my burnout started actually um, many, many years ago when I was, um, so here's a little anecdote. Yeah. Uh, I tell people, I, I introduce my talks by saying, hi everyone, um, my name is Dr. Noor I'm an emergency physician, but I'm also a med school dropout. Mm. How does that work? Uh, Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) What? What? How are you allowed to work? What's going on here? Imposter. Um, So I actually got into med school at the age of 18 through this fast track in in Quebec. I'm from Canada. And there's this there's this way to get into med school when you're younger. Um, And I got I got in. I worked hard. I had that in mind and I got in. And within just a couple of months, I thought that that path was scary I felt like there was a linear path to, you know, I was going to be a doctor at 22, boo-hoo me, right? Like, I don't know, it was scary for me. Yeah. And, you know, you're so young, you don't know as much, uh, you're not as mature, and you you, you haven't had the life experience. And in fact, two months into being in medical school, I dropped out. Wow. And I went into business school, and I loved it. I loved. I worked in finance. I did an MBA. I did lots of presentations. And that's where I realized my passion for speaking. All throughout, I still felt there was something missing. And this is part of my talks, is when you feel like there is something missing, do not ignore it. No matter what age you are, if there's something missing, sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what is missing? What is it that I can do to add that passion? Because like I said, you start work, you're she tailed and bright-eyed and then as years pass as responsibilities progress you start losing that passion and you want to make sure that to maintain it and whatever is missing you need to address for me i was meant to be an emergency doctor i was meant to become a doctor i left uh, my excellent stable wonderful job as a financial analyst in the middle of the first in the middle of a recession in two thousand eight. I left that job and I went into medical school, like a crazy person, but nope, I do not regret it whatsoever. It made me who I am today. It made me the speaker I am today. And I'm able to help my clients and my audience much better now with that background and with that knowledge. And now through a pandemic, I can tell you, I know what burnout feels like. I know what uh, what my colleagues are going through, what the nurses are, nurses who are leaving the profession are going through. And I am here through the Speaker Labs help, ready as a, a professional speaker to help people bring that passion back, love their work again. Girl, you are throwing me for a whirlwind right now. I,
1: mean, I know. I don't even know what to say next. My mouth is like, what? Wow. First of all, I'm like, you are so smart. <laughs> NBA, You're PhD. too kind. What else? You're what too else kind. Are you like a veterinarian or something? No, like what no. Else is there? What is It's else too here? difficult Sorry. to be a veterinarian. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, unbelievable. And you managed to do two major academic challenges and fulfill the roles and then have like a financial epidemic and a, a medical pandemic.
2: You know, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, through a financial pandemic, I left my finance job.
1: (laughs) And now there's a medical pandemic. I mean, the whole time I'm like, wait a minute, she went through the financial epidemic and now she's went through the medical pandemic. Like, wow. Like, seriously, that is really impressive. And what I love about that is you've taken all of that experience and there's a lot there. And now you are helping people. I mean, you could probably spot your old self, the old version of yourself, whether it was through the financial situation or the pandemic, you could probably see people coming and you're like, Ooh, I know this one is burnt out and needs a little passion. Pick me up. So what are some of the things that, what are some of the red flags that people who are listening that are thinking, you know, cause that word gets tossed around a lot, like, Oh, I'm burnt out. I'm so exhausted. But what's some of the true red flags that you may be burning out in a, in an industry that you're really passionate about, that you could live the rest of your life
2: doing? and And what can people do? So what are some of the red flags first? I tell people to sit back and think about how, what if you don't have work this week? What would you be doing differently? What would you be doing? Let's say you don't have work this week. How do you feel? And write that down. Write down how you feel. I feel relieved because, but answer the because question. Because everyone's gonna feel relieved if their responsibilities are gone for a week. Hey, that's easy. A nice vacation. But no, I'm not talking vacation week. I'm talking, I'm talking, imagine you do not have work this week, but you're also not somewhere in the Bahamas, right? You're 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 not working this week. Tell me why you feel relieved. And look at those whys and see if there's anything you can change in them so that you can mitigate that. I'm not going to call it burnout yet. I'm going to call it path towards burnout. The pandemic, hopefully we're going to be over it. Hopefully we're going to be over it soon. If we stick together, we work through it, hopefully we're going to be over it. But it's taken a toll on everyone. And we're inching towards normalcy. But productivity and morale have not had the same trajectory. So we need to work on that ourselves. And bosses, managers need to realize that they are feeling this, but so are their employees right so st- sit down with yourself grab a pen and paper word document and go through if i didn't have work this week why would i be relieved of course you'll be relieved cuz you're feeling overwhelmed but why what are the things at work that are pushing my buttons and har- and harming my mental health
1: yeah that's really really good and i would even add keep asking the question so you get 100%. all aspects of the situation right like keep going deeper and deeper into that one
2: hundred percent, and and make yourself. And I've done this for myself. I was, uh, as you know, Maria. I, I spoke at I Switzer, spoke in Switzerland in uh, Switzerland in May, and I gave a I gave a talk to a group of very burnt out physicians and and paramedics there. And on my way back on the plane, I had eight hours to myself and I love plane rides because you are allowed and you're sitting there and you're kind of a prisoner to doing nothing. And for people who are type A, who are used to being on the go, that's sometimes your worst nightmare, but at the same time, it's, hey, I can't go and do meetings right now or I can't do this, I'm gonna sit and focus on myself. I grabbed a pen and paper, old school way, and I wrote, and I, um, and I wrote, I drew on a piece of paper, Noor's happiness, and I circled it. And I put prongs through kind of like a sunshine, right? Like the rays. And each ray was an item in my life. One was career, one was family and friends, one was spirituality. And so I tried to fill those in. And I tried to see how will I continue working on this happiness, this choice of happiness, right? Because we choose it every day, whether we're happy or not. But when we're feeling burnt out or overwhelmed, we're too much in the spiral to to, to even realize that there's a way out. You need someone to actually lend you that hand and pull you out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And sometimes just simple strategies like, um, you know, that reminded me of something... There's a great book out there for anyone who's really struggling with this, this path to burnout. I like how you put that because, um, oftentimes if you're in burnout, not that it's too late, but something more drastic needs to happen. But if you're just exploring something else, there's something else out there. There's something I need, or I don't feel fulfilled. Um, there's a book called Miracle Mornings by Hal Elrod, and it's such a simple thing to do but such an impactful and powerful thing to do. Um, and he walks you through how to kind of what you just said, right? It's like, what is your sunshine? What is going to make you happy? Um, there's also another great book called the rhythm of life by Matthew Kelly. And he talks about our spiritual, emotional, physical, and intellectual needs. Uh, and oftentimes if something is, if you're feeling like there's a, 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 a hole in your life or, or something's not fulfilled. If you look at those four areas and you, you start filling your cup in those four a- areas, all of a sudden you become a whole person. Pretty, pretty interesting, you know, but it usually means one of those areas is being ignored.
2: Absolutely. It means there's an imbalance.
1: Yeah. But people do need those steps on, okay, how do I get it back in balance? So.
2: Because you don't, you don't see it while you're in it. You feel like this is all BS. What, trust me. Why I was in it? I thought this was all not like what, I'm gonna read a wellness book. What is that gonna teach me? And that's how you feel when you're in it. When you're feeling completely overworked, overwhelmed, not yourself, and you need someone to just help you realize that there is a way, and that you can work on it. It's multimodal, though. For me, it was multimodal. For most people, it is, and um, and you just have to keep working on it until one day you wake up and you're like, damn, I feel good. I feel like I want to do this. I want to excel in my job and I want to be the best version of myself so I can serve my community, serve my family, my friends, and be the best version of me.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. So what are some of the aha moments you've been having as a speaker who speaks on this topic to peers? I mean, these are your peers. What are, what are some of the aha moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like really making an impact here.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. So I, uh, I, I remember this clearly. Actually, I was giving a financial well-being talk to a group of young, frustrated professionals. Um, you know, they're they're in their careers and they're already ready to quit. They're like not even five years in. And I was speaking to a room filled with uncertain doctors, and I was seeing their faces go from skeptical to believer, from confused to clear. Uh, knowing, you know, that their well-being, their happiness, their mental health is just within reach, just made me realize that I was doing something right, and that I wanted to continue doing this. And that joy, that spark. Um, I have to say that high of speaking to a crowd and seeing that impact happen, uh, of seeing faces look up straight at you, no one on their phones, realizing that they are being impacted by your words means everything to me. And this is why I do it. And this is why I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so good. So,
1: okay, we've talked about how brilliant you are and how many titles you have. You're a superstar. Now you're making an impact as a speaker, but let's get honest. Like this has not been all sunshine and roses. Um, there was a time where you jumped into this and you were like, oh my gosh, how am I going to make this even happen? So talk to us about when you found the speaker lab and you were like, oh, this is, this is going to help me take this next step in being awesome. Cause you know, Nora's awesome. Let's be honest. So, Mary Alice, you're too kind. <laughs> I mean, now I'm like real, I, I thought you were awesome before this. Now I'm like, wait, what? So you find the speaker lab and you go all in,
2: talk about that journey. Absolutely. So I remember it very clearly. It was last year I was sitting at my computer going, all right, I'm sick of being told I am a good speaker and I'm not doing anything about it. And every time I give a talk, I you know I feel wonderful after, and I feel oh I can't believe some people do this for a living, and I never thought this could be for me. I never thought that hey I could do this for a living. I thought I'd be giving one-off presentations here and there, grand rounds, everything you know like grand rounds in the hospital, and doing a good job and moving on right. Um and I th- and I and I was on my computer and I was like well I guess we have to start with making a website. So I start Googling like how to make a website. And I was like, okay, so if I go on this and they've got a template, that sounds about right. Um, I, I guess if I, oh, if I start a website, people will come. Not the case. First off, I couldn't even get through making a website. And the more I looked into becoming a professional speaker, bam, my Google search showed the speaker lab. Like, I would say like any one of my colleagues, I'm skeptical. So I looked at the speaker lab and I was like, what is this? This doesn't this this sounds too good to be true. Number one. But let me just put my name down and see what happens. And I got a call from Alan Peck. And I was like, wow. All right. So these people, if I want to take this seriously, I should try this. I have, you know, what what do I have to lose? if I don't try this, I will never know. And that was my biggest question. My biggest question to myself is, do you really want to be a professional speaker? Or is this just a fun little thought that you've been having? uh, And it's just a fleeting idea that's going to go away. So if you, if I wanted to take it seriously, I was going to take the next step and I'm very glad I did.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are listening to this podcast and some people have been listening for a while and they're very much like you. Like, I want to be a speaker. I love speaking. I'm not sure how I'll become a speaker. So let's just let everybody who is listening that is like that know, do not make your own website, (laughs) right? Get the help that you need. Let us do that for you so that you could, you know, perfect your craft. That was the best story when you said that to me. You're like, yeah, I was gonna go build my speaking website. And I was like, wait, what?
2: This is great. And that's, you know, for for us, that's module three. You've still got two modules before you build your own website. Exactly. Um, And and yeah, no, there's so much more to it than just building website. Uh, They won't just come, trust me. You have to be proactive. There's a lot of things the Speaker Lab teaches you to do. And I would say my main thing is persistence and Mm. consistency. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think, I think we need to talk about that a little bit more, right? It's like there is so much more to just getting on stage. Like as speakers, that's what we love to do. Give me a stage, give me something to talk about. I'm in, right. But there is so much more. So when you talk about persistence and consistency, where, where is that showing up in your speaking business for you?
2: For me, it means every day going on my CRM, my pipe drive or, or HubSpot, whatever you decide, and checking my list of leads and seeing, okay, who have I followed up with today? Who have I not followed up with? Do I, When do I need to follow up with this person? All right, is there someone, um, it, it, am I looking at my list of contacts and thinking, who might benefit from my talk? And am I reaching out to them and consistently thinking about that and working on that, but not making it feel like a burden because when you, it needs to be something you open up and you're happy to see, right? Not something like, it's not a chore. This is part of your dream. If it's part of your dream, you best be loving doing it. And if you don't, maybe it's not, maybe it shouldn't be your dream. So I think about that often and I think, okay, every day go on my pipe drive or my hubspot and 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 go through and decide what you want to do next and the question for me is always what's the next step i'm going to take i try not to get it, get overwhelmed incrementalize your work decide what is the next step and that makes it easier that makes it easier for your brain that makes it easier for your everyday to-dos and you don't feel as overwhelmed Yeah. I mean, I
1: think it helps keep that passion alive, right? Because it's not, it's not this chore of like, I have to reach out to 30 people today. No, that's not necessarily true. You get the opportunity to reach out to five people today in a very engaging, um, successful, interactive type of way, right? Like it's just a mindset shift. And it's, it's, I think the people like yourself who look at this task as feeding the business, nurturing the business, uh, they're much more successful versus the people who are like, I loathe doing this. There's gotta be a better way. And you know what? Eventually there will be a better way and you won't have to work that pipe drive as much as you build the business, but it is this really important part of nurturing your passion of becoming a speaker. And so turn that, negative talk upside down and know that you're nurturing your passion, which is really important. So
2: passion is a big theme here. A hundred percent. And hey, if that's what you feel is missing in your life, remember what what I said earlier, find what is missing, what is missing for you. If you're listening to this podcast and it's because you want to become a professional speaker, work on it, do something about it so that 10 years from now, future you goes, I gave it a chance and it worked. Or I gave it a chance and it didn't work, but at least I gave it a shot—a real shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's critical.
1: And there's, I think we're we're really good um, as humans. Women are really good at this. Saying, you know, not now, maybe one day. I don't know. You know, my family needs me right now. And and then all of that's true. But you could do that and follow your passion. And I think the people that come to the Speaker Lab and uh, scream a resounding yes, I'm going to go for this. They're really successful and they have this long term, healthy, successful speaking business because of that. So, knowing that you have this passion and then saying yes to it and then taking the steps every single day to fulfill it, it's powerful what will happen in your speaking business. And I think that's proving for you, you know, as you. You're speaking in Switzerland. Didn't you just do another talk too recently?
2: I have a talk coming up with uh, Microsoft, and I uh, just uh, was a speaker at a community event not uh, last week, actually.
1: Awesome! That's so awesome. Yeah, I think too, like the impact that you're having on the people that you're speaking to, because it is a lonely profession as a as a doctor or a nurse in the medical field, because everybody's in a grind. You know, there's not one person that—not that I'm a doctor and I know what I'm talking about—but you know, it's like it's—it's hard to be like, "Oh, I'm so tired" or "I'm so stressed out." Well, everybody is, you know. But to be able to give them a voice to what they're feeling, or a definition to what they're feeling, and then a solution—that's—that's pretty powerful. I love that. Thank you
2: so much. There is one thing I wanted to mention to people is that um, it wasn't a linear path for me becoming a speaker. I actually, right in the middle of Omicron, my hospital was in desperate need of physicians. And I fell off the wagon. I fell off. the. No, I was like, I was not even on grid for the speaker lab. And I was in the middle of my VIP course with Eric Reem. God bless him. Greatest coach ever. And um, I was in the middle of that. And I was just like, i cannot i I cannot deal with omicron and working every single day and doing my speaking business it just was not possible in in the midst of the worst part of the pandemic and so i requested to take a pause from the speaker lab and they easily did that for me and i took a pause and i kept hearing the successes of my colleagues in the vip cohort though and i kept just feeling so jealous like oh i want to be there i want to be there So I I actually did nothing in terms of my speaking business between January and March, but I kept messaging, I would say like once a week to the group saying, guys, I'm not around, but I will be. I promise you I will be. And I kept giving dates in the future saying, this is when I'll be back. And I did come back. And I think that's the important thing is if you feel like this is your passion and isn't just a fleeting thought, keep at it, keep trying. And even in the middle of a pandemic, you can make it happen.
1: I'm so glad you brought that story up because it's really important because I think a lot of people put this off because it's not the right time or because they're really busy or, you know, life is always going to show up. And every time you finish something else, something else is going to show up. And if we keep ignoring that calling, no matter what that calling is, but especially if you're like listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, I so resonate with that. Well, you're being called to something and it's not so comfortable to have to step out of your comfort zone and really play up and learn something new. But if you keep ignoring it, it's it's going to eventually eat away at you. And then it it kind of seeps into other areas of your life. You're crankier. <laughs> you don't wake up with as much, you know, kick in your step because there there's this thing that keeps saying, Hey, I need you over here. So I think you're such a great example of that. Like you had every reason to be able to say, no, not not now, not yet. Like, I'm just going to go build that website.
2: <laughs> I think it's still in trial mode, that website. It's still there. Now I have my real speaking website, but but that website's still lingering up in the uh, the twilight zone of the internet. That is so great. I actually got a little sneak peek
1: of your website that's being built.
2: Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. you like it. It looks really good. Yeah, I love love it. It It looks really
1: good. Um, So, speaking of people who are listening to this right now that you know maybe feeling all of these things that we've been talking about that they do feel like they're being called to something else and they want to step into becoming a professional speaker. What's one step that you would encourage them to take in terms of? You know, moving towards that direction. And it may not be signing up for the speaker lab, and I'm not like going there, but just like what's one step that they could take to move into that direction or towards that direction?
2: Absolutely. So if you think you want to become a professional speaker, but you really aren't sure you haven't tried it before, go ahead and try to speak in front of a crowd in any way possible. There's community events happening every day. They're always requesting MCs. They're requesting people to speak or give small talks. There's things around in your community. Even if you're going to do it for free, just go and try it out. See how it is. See how it feels. Is this something that resonates with you and that you want to do every day or or let's say 30% of the time? For me, it's not going to be my full-time job, but it's going to be at least 40 fifty percent of the time and that's what I'm happy with now for you is this something you want to do try it out first before you you jump in now next go buy a speaking uh, a book about speaking in public to, to learn how to do it to learn how to excel at it if you want to if you want to uh, delve into um, uh, speaking business there's Grant's book which I read first before before signing up and then yeah the successful speaker exactly um and then you know what why don't you just set up a meeting with one of uh like uh, like uh like alan peck the recruitment uh, recruitment officers enrollment advisors yeah. enrollment advisors yes mm-hmm. a better name for it i would yeah, say yeah <laughs> um so one of the enrollment advisors and just learn what the speaky speaker lab has to offer it doesn't mean you're going to sign up now it just means you'll learn about what it has to offer for you right if you want to take it seriously please go ahead delve into that read the books there are books for free in your community library about speaking that ha- can help you get there that can help you decide whether this is for you or not yeah that's great advice it's great
1: advice because even if like even if financially some people may not have the money today if you if you book a call and you speak with one of our enrollment advisors now you have a plan in place yes, this is the program I want. This is the cost. This is how much money, like we had one person. Um, she did all of that. She found out the cost. She saved the money and she called us back and she was like, okay, I'm ready to sign up. She signed up. She took the program and literally, I think it was like four months after the program, she made all the money back and was able to pay off the, the course. And it's, it's just such a great story because she took all those steps and knew okay, I need to save this much money in order to invest in this program, and
2: she did it. It's really impressive. Love that she invested in herself. She invested in her career, and look at that—that that paid off four months after. That's incredible. Yeah, and she, you
1: know, establishing the strategy is really important. And so, um, the other thing of what you just said—you know, learning about being a speaker, testing it out, uh, booking a call with the Speaker Lab to explore what we have to offer. When we do things to step forward towards our passions and our dreams, there's something that goes off in our brain and we feel really damn good about it. We're like, damn, I did something today for myself, for my dreams. And you know what? It's not coming tomorrow. It may not even be coming next month. may not even be coming within this year. But now I'm starting to see this plan unfold and it adds that excitement back into your life. It adds that, that joy that might be missing. And so, you know, you might, right? You might go to
2: work and not be that burnt out the next day, right? No. And I can tell you, speaking has helped me not be a burnt out emergency physician. Because when I diversify what I do at work, what I do for work, whether it's be an emergency doctor, work I work up north in remote parts of Canada in the Arctic, and I um, also do speaking and to me diversifying that makes me if i if i'm working as a speaker for the for 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 a few days or working on my speaking business hey i'll miss going to the emergency department and if i'm in the emergency department i'll miss becoming a speaker it just for me that variety keeps me going if i was to be an emergency physician only i would definitely be burnt out by now and speaking really has saved me from burning out during the pandemic that's for sure
1: yeah that's that's really really awesome and and discovering that and following through on it and now seeing that pay off and you being able to say, like, it's doing exactly what I thought it was going to do.
2: And you know what? I, I gave it the real shot that I wanted to. And that was, for me, that was the pivotal moment of, am I going to give it a real, a real try or am I going to just fake try on the side, making a website. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Real shot. That's what you have to do.
1: Um, so tell us what, what's on your agenda for the next coming year in terms of speaking. I know you want to try to keep that balance of, you know, this is not a full-time speaking career for you, but what, what does it look like in terms of the cadence? Like how much speaking do you think you're going to be doing within the next year? And what would be the ideal situation?
2: I think the ideal situation would be speaking about 30 to 40% of my time. And uh, right now, between now and the end of the year, I have about... 10 uh, community events that I'm speaking at and I have a talk with Microsoft coming up that I'm really excited about. Their engineers are quite burnt out and so uh, one of the managers has reached out to me to, uh, to speak to them. So I'm uh, working on talks specifically for them, working with their HR team to cater a talk that works for their group as well. So that's something I'm really looking forward to too and uh, looking forward to that opening up lots of uh, opportunities as well. Yeah. Well, there's so many
1: areas that you could speak to when it comes to burnout. I mean, even our youth, right? It's like, there's so many, there's, there's so much like go, 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 go in our worlds. Right. And so it's definitely an area that I could see you speaking to a variety. Like not often do we recommend that like, Oh, I speak to everyone, but your topic is so, um, it, it, it runs the gamut, you know, like there's just so many different groups of people that struggle with it. So it's needed for sure.
2: Overworked and jaded professionals—that's that's who I look look for. And uh, so, if you're out there, call on me. I'm happy to help. Well, you'll probably never get the speaker lab because
1: our culture. Because you guys so love amazing. to work. <laughs> that we love to work, and my husband always says, "Like, what is that company? You know, it's like this is insane. That's amazing. So it's like a, a, a joke in our not a not a joke. It's is for real, but." Everybody, even my sons, they're like, who is this guy you work for? (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) amazing. I mean, you know what? The pictures of your retreats, you all looked so happy. So I salute you. Keep doing what you're doing. It's true. Yeah.
1: More, more companies need cultures like ours. It's really true. Yeah. Um, Well, we are so excited for you. I, I love that your perseverance, even in the height of a pandemic, um, I mean, clearly you have perseverance, like just everything you shared today. Like that is like such a, a theme, perseverance, passion, and really following your heart. It's, it's, it's really a great story. Um, I love how you have transferred it all into the world of other people who are in the throes of this path to burnout. Love that by the way could be a great talk title for you. Um, (laughs) Love it. Yeah. But, uh, well, you came up with it, so I I get, I can't (laughs) own it, but I do love that for you. Um, but yeah, just how you you've taken your life experiences and you've packaged it into talks that can really change somebody's life. You know, that's, that's no joke, you know, so kudos to you. Um, we are definitely celebrating you all the way through uh and love the fact that you're able to be on the, the podcast and share your story. Um I'd love to know if you have any last thoughts that you want to share to that person who's listening. And this might be their hundredth pod podcast that they're listening to of the speaker lab and they're like, oh, I just wish I could be more like Nor.
2: <laughs> what would you you're say? You're too kind. You're too kind. I would say let this be the last podcast before you take the leap. You can listen to more podcasts, but let this be the last one before you actually make an action, a real action towards your goal. All right, I really hope that this is this is going to be it, and this is going to be the podcast that makes you go uh, borrow that book from the library. Uh, you know, um, sign up and speak to an enrollment advisor, or you know, sign up to a community event to speak and decide for yourself. And I would say, sit down with yourself, be true to yourself, be honest, draw that circle with your name and the word happiness and go through those rays and what would be important for you to continue and choose to be happy and see what that looks like for you. Seems cheesy, but I can tell you this works. All this works. When you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out, you don't feel it. You don't see it. You think this is all BS. I I thought so too. I swear to you. But it actually works. These small, cheesy actions towards happiness actually work.
1: Yeah, I love that. I mean, you might not have to book a flight for eight hours because they're very expensive right now. But take yourself for a little walk somewhere, sit in nature, draw that circle and get back in touch with yourself. That is the best advice uh, because that is going to motivate anyone to take that one step. We're not saying change everything, just one step towards your passion really great advice um thank you so much for being
2: here thanks for having me mary alice yeah well we hope everybody has a great day thanks take care everyone
0: all right there you have it we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the speaker lab podcast now i want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you we do not charge anything for you to listen but in return we do have one small favor to ask Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now? Hit that subscribe button. Also leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. we got a ton of free resources and tools there. And you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.